good afternoon. We are live. It is 101 p.m. Central Standard Time, 701 GMT in the UK. The Nomad mm-hmm. Tech Project with Sam and Joe, the best podcast you've hey. ever heard of. And if you're listening to the stream or watching the stream, and how would you? It started literally like four seconds ago. So you have to get ready to go, and we're a little early. <laughs> we have a special guest, uh, a, a very um, busy man, decided to spend an hour with us. Unfortunately, he's decided to uh, dive in and lose an hour. He'll never get back to, to spend some time with us here. It's Adam Dowd from the Benefit of the Dowd podcast. You, you know him. You love him. He's awesome. Welcome to the show, Adam. Thanks for thanks for stopping by, sir. Thanks for having me. It's fun. And yeah, I mean, I, I'm always down to pod, so you just call. Absolutely. So yeah, the That's last time we spoke, we, we were on a different show, the Across the Podcast with, with Sam and Matt, and uh, we had a great time, and it had Cliff on the show, and I've been a big fan of your show. I've listened. I am a religious follower of the Benefit of the Doubt podcast. I've so, seen you pop in there every now and then when we're live. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah, I just, you know, it's, 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 I, I like, I just like the structure. And I remember when we were first on the other show, you'd given us some really good feedback about how to kind of do the podcast and nobody really had ever really offered any kind of feedback. So that was very much appreciated. And also um, uh, Cliff sent me some, some gear. So that was really nice of him. I really appreciate that. So uh, thanks for having us let you come on and uh, we're going to talk right into CS. I saw you were there and uh, how was the show? And uh, have you fully recovered from your, from your trip to, to Vegas? It's a lot of walking, uh, isn't yes. it? It, it was a lot of walking, uh, 55,000 steps over four days. Uh, nice. Also a lot, also clocked about 50 hours over those four days. So uh, wow. that's that's fairly typical CES fare, honestly. Okay. You know, you, you wake up, you leave the hotel at 8 o'clock, and you get home maybe around 11, give or take, if, you're, if it's an early night. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it was great. I was there uh, I was there for Slash Gear, and I was there at the behest of VW, who was launching their new electric ID7 um, um, new electric vehicle, which was it was a soft launch. Uh, they didn't let us open any doors, um, which was kind of weird. I'll be honest, uh, but uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was fun. And if I had followed the itinerary that VW gave me, it would have been a super chill week. It would have right. been like you know, like get in on Tuesday. Here's the car. Let's have a couple dinners, and then you know, go home on Friday. But you know, naturally, me being the workaholic that i am i stacked myself like oh we're not doing anything on wednesday well i am oh right. we're not doing anything <laughs> on thursday well i am right. um in fact i mean like i was crawling the show floor up until about two hours before my plane took off so i was i was oh, i wow. was i was right to the I wild. was wheeling and dealing and meeting people and it was it wasn't really uh, that sexy i just tried to right make, um, just talking yeah. to folks yeah exactly <laughs> But yeah, that, and that's great. So you got to see some of your uh, your uh, compatriots and some colleagues in, in the tech space. So that's always a lot of fun too. I, yeah. I, I would think that for me, the tech would be great, but also just finally actually meeting face-to-face with some of the folks that we've had on our show would be fantastic. I, I think I would kind of enjoy the social aspect almost as much as I'd like some of the tech as well. Oh, for sure. Absolutely, yeah. I, you yeah. Know, I, I met some people for the first time. I met some people, you know, reacquainted myself after it's been like three years since I've seen anybody. Right. Um, so it was, uh, you know, and we we got together a lot at the like the the showcases like uh, there's there's three sh- there's three showcases that happened on the week of CES or CES unveiled, which is usually on like the first media day. Um, fun fact about that one that was actually in my hotel and i didn't go to it uh, <laughs> because it, just because it's in your hotel doesn't mean it's close right uh, yeah by the time i realized like where it was it was probably a half an hour's worth of walking and it closed in half an hour so i decided not to go uh and then there's pepcom which is like about halfway through the week and then there's showstoppers which is like the usually the last big like showcase show and that's okay. for like that's for like companies that maybe they're exhibiting at the show maybe they're not um but they it's it's kind of like a really focused like media and presenters and nobody else it's not for it's not for uh you know purchasers it's not for analysts it's it's just media and companies okay. so um and so typically that's where we that's where we were doing most of our meetups um, okay. And, you know, I'm like I said, I'm, I met a lot of people for the first time while I was there, like in person that That's I've been really working cool. with for years. 
So go figure. Absolutely. Well, you know, and that's just, I mean, and in, in normal circumstances, less COVID, we probably wouldn't have had to worry about that. You would have probably saw those people because you would have been going every year, like every other convention. Right. But that, right. That whole situation kind of thrown. And I don't think everything's fully recovered because I've had some reports that people said that they, uh, it was really close. Like it was 90% to where it was probably pretty, I mean, it was pretty busy, but it wasn't exactly yeah. the same level of energy and, and, and presenters. And it's still not a hundred percent there. Maybe it might take another year or two for, for folks to engage totally back to pre. Yeah. Just from like a crowd standpoint, it was not as crowded as it had been in the past, which isn't to say that it wasn't crowded. There were still a couple of times that it was just like, you know, get out of my way, folks. <laughs> you know, try to get through here. Right. Uh, but, you know, for the most part, you know, going just going from like booth to booth, it wasn't as packed as it typically was. So okay. I actually I, I burned through the Venetian in like three hours. It was amazing. Like I was able <laughs> to just just, you know, oh, here's you. Oh, here's you. Oh, here's you. And just, you know, get get out of there. Yeah. Um, so that was uh, that was kind of cool. So I think it'll you know, probably be another year or two before um, before we're quite back to where we used to be. Yeah. So was there uh, any notable absences that you had like, well, like, Oh, I, I would have surprised or, or maybe ones that people you know, that maybe didn't bring their a game to the show. They were just kind of there, but you can kind of like, Oh, usually these guys kind of bring, bring a lot more noise. And this year it seems to be a little bit other than us, obviously, or, or, not, or no shows completely. They just didn't show up at all. Uh, other than uh, you know, okay. So full disclosure, I've only been to CES three times, okay. so it's not like I really have only. my thumb on the pulse of CES, as right. it were. You, I mean, if you want to talk to you know, the veterans, they'll be able to, they'll be able to mm. tell you much more than I do. So I'm just, but I mean, like, it seemed like there were opportunities, typically a lot of the bigger brands like the Qualcomm's and the Google's and the TCL's, they'll usually have like large gatherings of, uh, you know, parties, and I know that there were a couple of those that I couldn't go to because I was kind of beholden to VW and VW right. had a thing every night. So, um, so there was that, but I, I would say like there were, I would say like some of the, so like one of the parties that I heard of was like actually on a football field. So yeah, the, TCL, oh, I thought they, I knew they did some yeah. partnership with the NFL. So I think they were at a, like where the, the, the Raiders play. I think they were, I, at the I think so. I think so. So, um, so there was that, but like a lot of the other ones seem to be a lot more, a lot more chill, a lot more reserved and a lot more like, you know, yeah, I guess we're doing a thing. You can come, <laughs> you know, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like, hear ye, hear ye. We're all, you know, <laughs> come one, come so, all. Right? Yeah, exactly. Well, and um, I guess the question is with the VW thing, I, you know, I know, and if there's anything you can't describe or, or disclose, that's fine. But, no, uh, I'm, like, I'm how, past how, embargoes now. Like, how, how did VW, yes. like, why VW? Do you, do you own one? Have you had a relationship with them? I'm guessing just like, did, how did that? It, it was a slash gear thing. Different. Yeah. Okay. Slash gear. Yes. Okay. Slash gear is a very uh, automotive focused website. So gotcha. like we do a lot of consumer tech, um, but a lot of our stuff is cars and first drives and, you know, car reviews and stuff like that. So that relationship came from VW and I told, okay. you know, Chris Davies is, is one of my bosses there. And he was the one that asked me if I wanted to go. And I'm like, you realize I'm like the least car guy on this entire team. Right. <laughs> gotcha. And, I think my main qualification was I was also one of the ones that was wasn't sick of CES yet. So, right. you know, it was a match made in heaven, obviously. Um, so, like, yeah, I just that's where that relationship came from. Okay. And and it was fun. And like VW put on a really good, uh, really good little junket there, which was, uh, you know, it, it was fun. They had, a, you know, a fleet of VW cars to take you places if you needed to. And uh, they had like this command center that had like, you know, breakfast, lunch and dinner. And, oh, okay. um, you know, you could like check in there and they had Wi-Fi and stuff. So like they were not shy with their budget. <laughs> but but yeah, so you um, like exactly. And so they yeah, so they they launched their new ID7, which was uh, an electric sedan, which I thought was an interesting choice considering like the U S market is much more, you know, SUV crossover truck focused. Right. So, um, and this is a worldwide launch, so it's going to be China, you know, uh, Europe and, and, and North America. So it's going to be everywhere. Um, so I just thought it was kind of a, kind of a weird choice that they went sedan, but there's their CEO. Uh, it wasn't their CEO. It was like their head of motor. 
I, I don't remember what his title was, but Motorola uh, Motor Engineering or something like a, maybe like yeah, or development or R and D. Yeah, something. something like that. VP gotcha. of product or whatever. Anyway, so he's like, yeah, we don't think the sedan is dead. I'm like, mm, you're wrong, but okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. But I mean, you know, this this is a sedan that gets like 700 kilometers of range, which is like 430 miles on a single charge. So that in and of itself is impressive. And sedans are naturally more aerodynamic right. than SUVs and crossovers, and they're lighter, so they can get that kind of range. So I mean, there's there's definitely something to be said. And not to mention, when you look at all the sexy EVs that are out there right now, you know, you're you're looking at Teslas, you're looking at you know the Lucid Air, you're looking at um more teslas and you know th those are all sedans don't get sam started on teslas <laughs> no again, don't get it's, sam it's, it started it just has to do with just evs in general i i'm still i guess i'm still the old school guy so i'm still ford mustang manual transmission you know I, i'm not EV. i'm not there yet but also too because i don't i don't live in a, a major metropolitan area so for me it doesn't really work you know so right. i again and and my thing is this if i'm dropping 100 grand on a car it ain't gonna be a tesla it's just no, no that's fair that's yeah that's i mean very fair and the funny thing is now that they've had people that who i guess bought whether model threes or model y's or whatever and now they had this price drop i'm like welcome to every phone buyer you've ever met right right yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah hey yeah. man so yeah i know it's 20 grand i realize it's not you know a couple hundred bucks but um that's what happens when you're on the bleeding edge of tech right you realize that you know, they're not going to sell as many cars when they have that kind of price point. And they're going to have to adjust that down. And unfortunately, you're an early adopter, which if you're a Tesla yeah. buyer, you still kind of are really. I mean, you're at, um, you may get you may get jammed in on that and you just kind of well, deal with it. And Tesla prices have gone up, too. It's not like right. they've exclusively gone down. Like, you know, there's probably people that bought a Model Y for 50 grand and then it turned out to be 75 grand the next week. I mean, that that right. happens, too. Um, yeah, dealership, dealership adjustments, what they call them, where you go in there and it's like, oh, yeah, you want to buy a, a Mustang Mach E? Yeah, it's 130 grand. It's like, wait a minute, the MSRP is 95. Yeah, we have dealership adjustments. Like, okay, you're just basically padding 40 grand because it's popular. Yeah, pretty much yeah, that's what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah, okay. See, I was hoping while I was there that like one of the one of the VW execs would be like, by the way, take this card into a VW dealership and they'll just give you the best price, you know, whatever, right. you, you know, whatever. You, I was really hoping that one of them would slip me that card, but nobody slipped me that card, unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, which I mean, which is funny because my wife and I are shopping for a car right now, and our front runner is an ID4. Okay. So, um, yeah. you know, that's probably not going to happen like anytime before summer because there's a couple of EVs coming out from uh, Chevy that we want to take a look at, and they're not coming out until summer. Right. Um, so, you know, like, there's, you know, we're we're, we're very much slow rolling <laughs> the the EV purchase, but uh, I test drove a Tesla, and it was very nice. And since Elon Musk bought Twitter, I am never buying a Tesla. So, because I have Fair learned play. exactly what kind of I, I have learned right. exactly what kind of human being that dude is, and I I'm voting with my wallet right there. Right. Yeah, and you know it's funny because then you've had other people who. You know, and they will be a for not mentioned in this podcast, obviously. But um, that said, we're gonna do all this stuff when this Elon Musk thing comes, and like, mm, kind of still here, right? So okay, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, so I mean, you have to. I mean, at that point, uh, and also at least if you're gonna get into the EV space now, that's an easier stand to take because now I think other car manufacturers, Mercedes, Volkswagen, oh yeah, oh Hyundai, yeah, I mean, I mean, I saw the 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 Ionic Five that has the ninety degree. Wheels yeah, that looks nice. Can go. Yeah, like, that's neat. I was that's like, neat. wow, you know, more parallel parking for you guys, for all you people who couldn't parallel park. There you go. And it actually can drive like at a 45 oblique, like, you know, kind of that's kind of yeah. slick. I'm like, I like that. And I mean, honestly, I need that. Writing on the wall, that's where we're headed. You know, right. we're headed towards an electric, electrified future, kicking and screaming, probably. <laughs> um, but, um, but like that, that's just kind of where things are headed. But at the same time, you know, I also thought it would be kind of cool. What if Volkswagen said, instead of flying you home, we'll give you an ID four. you could just road trip home. Yeah. And I'm okay. Sorry. Lend you an ID four, right. and we want the car back. Oh, okay. I and, mean, and like, wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't that be a fun story to write? So I like, I was doing some research and from Las Vegas to Chicago, it's about a 25 hour drive, something like that. Okay. Um, cool. when, but I went to a website where you can, you know, calculate, it'll give you directions based on charging stations. So okay, you yeah, like, you drive, you drive this far, you charge for half an hour, you drive this far, you drive for another hour, you know, stuff like that. Right. And it would be 49 hours to get back from wow. Las Vegas. And that's if I drove like 
wall to wall, <coughs> which I'm not going to do. You know, I'm right. it's it was probably going to be like a three or four day adventure getting home as opposed to like, you know, two in, right. in a gas powered car, which is like that's such a huge difference still. Massive. Like even where we are today, it's still a huge difference. Like I think with a Tesla, it probably wouldn't be that long because of the number of superchargers and because right. of the charging speeds that are possible but i don't think it would be that much less to be honest right and i, and I mm. think and that's what i and that's but that's been my argument the whole time it's like if you're doing local driving like in the chicago or like in st louis or you yeah. know, you know, then really and then, then actually then range becomes really not relevant because right. most americans commuting the average is about 30 to 36 miles a day to commute mm -hmm. back and forth now for me it's about 100 just because i live a little farther south in st louis from where i work which is downtown but right. when you're if you're really doing a commuting style thing where you're doing a lot of stop and go fairly close early close suburban kind of like if you live in the west suburb of chicago do you need a 400 mile range car no probably no. not because you're just no. going to drive to work park it there which will probably have a charger which our bank does now has yeah. a couple and then charge at home right and you just jump yeah. a little bit here um i will tell you that when i've trailed long distances like driving to like mississippi or driving to like some places in colorado you don't see any electrical vehicles on the road. Oh no, you no don't. way. No. You know I mean? like, it's just like, it's <laughs> again. So that that's been my thing. If inter infrastructure and charging speeds and battery become more of a thing, but if you're doing any kind of longer commutes, it just isn't still isn't practical. Maybe in 10 years, the yeah. infrastructure starts to get there. But here's the only thing I say, you can put all the charging stations you want, but where's the electricity going to come from? Right. Oh, that's, that's you gotta generate big, it. And question. so I don't know how we're going to yeah. do that. You know, that that becomes a real sore subject because the United States we're talking like possibly nuclear power, definitely will do coal because it's not ecologically yeah. friendly. So that, mm. that becomes a lot more of an infrastructure challenge. And in the UK, it's about the size of what Virginia, no problem. As you can tell, <laughs> driving from Las Vegas to Chicago, which isn't even the length of the United States, still almost took you three yeah. and a half days. The United States yeah. is massive physically, and so yeah. it's like. There's some challenges there. USA, I think they USA. Yeah. <laughs> so actually, I was going to ask Joe, like, what's the what's the take on EVs over over on your side of the pond? Like, is it are you seeing any type of like the same kind of adoption over here? Or are you still? Yeah, I see quite a lot. Gas? Yeah, I see quite a lot. Yeah, like, literally, my neighbor's got an MG, an EV MG. Uh, oh, nice. There's a few Teslas on my road. Yeah, they're, pre they're pretty popular. I mean, in the UK, it's not as long distance to drive to fair. So right. they haven't right. got the issues you've got. Uh, but it's also colder. Right. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. Because that's so. another issue with the batteries. Right. Yeah. I was, uh, I was reading a lot of rain. The other day, some folks uh, rented an EV, uh, rented a Tesla because they just wanted to try it out. And they were right. going from, it was like, it was only a couple of hundred miles, but they ended up having to charge like six times because it was like so cold outside. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. It was kind oh, of, yeah. yeah. I mean, I have a, I have a Prius. That's not so good. That was my first, my hybrid. And I will tell you that in the summertime, yeah, I could, if I drove conservatively, I could get 58 to 60 miles per gallon on it. I, in nice. the wintertime, it was definitely like more in the 38 to 45 range. You could definitely tell with, with the battery degradation, with cold weather. And then you have a problem even charging it. Some of these Tesla owners, when it had that real bad cold snap a couple of weeks ago in, in the United States, there were people that their car couldn't get to temperature enough to even charge. And the guy was hmm. like, he was going to go to his parents' house for Christmas, and it was that really cold snap, and he couldn't charge the car because it wouldn't charge. It just was like... He plugged That's it in crazy. all night and didn't charge and finally just died. He goes, well, I guess I'm not going to my parents and wind up having to stay home. Standing out there with a hairdryer. Right. <laughs> and it just cracks me up. No, he, he's done like, it on purpose. He didn't want to go his parents. $100,000 car. Don't you have a garage? Like, there's parking on the street. I'm like, if, well, it's great in the yeah. summertime, but if you Ooh. live in Chicago, it gets super, super cold. And you, if you have that kind of a vehicle, you're you're stuck like Chuck, man. You ain't going nowhere with that car if, it, if the charging is a problem. So, well, that's the other thing I told my wife is we're not getting an EV until we can park a car in the garage because we haven't parked in our garage mm -hmm. in six years. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, a lot of people have that yeah. issue because that becomes a new place to store your stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. It gets overrun. You're like, just gonna say, does it function yeah. as a garage or? <laughs> No, 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 it functions as a you store it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. We're just having to pay for it. Like we can lease it out to somebody else. Maybe we can leverage a couple of dollars here and there. There you <laughs> go. Yeah. So uh, and I guess so at the at the show, did you um see any tech that really just kind of like wow, that's pretty amazing? Like either because remember there, there's yeah. not just stuff that's coming to market, right? We have some still have some developmental and kind of aspirational kind of tech. What was like the one or two things that was like, whoa, that's 
that's pretty wild. Like, okay, I can dig that. That's take my money. I would say three things. Um, the first thing that I saw was uh, Qualcomm satellite. Uh, the Qualcomm okay. took a bunch of us on a bus out into the middle of a desert and um, and showed off their new Qualcomm satellite technology, which I don't know if I don't know if you guys are familiar, but for those who are watching, basically it's kind of like um, you know, remember when Apple announced the iPhone? Uh, they said, uh, you know, you can, if you're out in the middle of the woods and you have no cell service, you can send, you can send a message for help and, uh, you know, using, using satellites. And so Qualcomm said that and, and said, hold my beer. And, um, Qualcomm satellite is, um, Qualcomm satellite is a way to, uh, communicate with um, Qualcomm partnered with Ir Iridium who has like a whole network of satellites in low earth orbit okay. and you can enable not only emergency messaging but you can do two way text messaging with anybody from anywhere on the planet so well, you can wow. be out in the middle of the ocean and you could text your mom wish you were here and she'll get it like a normal text message That's so impressive. now now there are caveats, <laughs> so um, okay. <laughs> so yeah, here, here, and here it can't it can't all be perfect. It's got to be something going on here. Yeah. So Qualcomm is doing the very Android thing by saying, so we're going to give OEMs this capability, and what they do with it is up to them. So like you can, okay. you will always be able to. This is all built into the X70 modem, which is built into the Snapdragon 8 Gen 2 processor. So, any phone that comes out with that particular processor has this capability. Now, the first caveat is, uh, like I said, they're doing the Android thing, saying you have the capability. It's how it. It depends on how you want to implement it. Show me, you know, whether oh, okay. or not you know someone can someone can do it. Um, emergency messaging will always work because Qualcomm also partnered with Garmin, who has like an in-reach service that is built into some of their GPS services for like 10 bucks a month. You can send emergency messages through your Garmin GPS if you get lost or whatever. Or stranded so, or need, need uh, medical assistance if you're out in a remote area. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Qualcomm has that uh, that infrastructure, like the call centers and, so, and everything is set up. Wow, I just switched over the comments tab. I didn't realize we had some, so many people in here. Hi. Oh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, so uh, so there's that. That's, that's the first caveat. The second caveat is that the modem has the hardware that's needed to communicate with satellites, but the phone needs to have the radio equipment the radio frequency equipment itself so it's like a separate okay. radio that they need it's i want to say it's it's l-band frequency i remember that i want to say it's like 16 thousand hundred megahertz something like that okay anyway so it's it's not a part of a standard cell phone package so like you'd basically um. have to build in like a separate radio in order to communicate in that spectrum in order to enable this message okay and then the third part is you know, just because everybody has emergency capability doesn't mean that every phone is going to have this because it's going to depend on how the carrier or the, how the OEM implements it. So there's probably going to be a cost to it. There's probably going to be, you know, some type of, you know, software shenanigans that are going to have to happen in order to do this. So we don't know. We'll probably see it sometime around the second half of 2023. Um, okay. We'll start to see the first phones rolling out. So the, you know, the S23 Ultra is not going to have it. Um, mm. try, trying to think of other phones that are coming out before <laughs> the first half. It, oh, probably Moto phones. They'll probably, uh, there'll probably be yeah. some Moto phones that won't have it. Um, so yeah. Um, so there's like three minor caveats there. But I mean, I have to think, Within two to three years, this is probably going to be a standard thing. Huh, um, definitely, yeah. And at least for high-end phones. And like the one, the one statistic that they tossed at us, which was kind of remarkable, but actually makes sense when you think about it, is 85% of the globe does not have any cellular connectivity at all. Right. So 70% of that is water. So that's, you know, yeah. that kind of makes sense. You know, the last 15% is northern canada and siberia and like the middle of the mojave desert and stuff like that you know so it like it like really makes sense when you it's only about 15 percent of like land mass that doesn't yeah, have okay. signal but i mean this could literally be a lifesaver um yeah. and you know Absolutely, apple's yeah. good too 
But the main difference is that while Apple's messaging can take like minutes to send a pre-programmed message, Qualcomm's goes in seconds. Wow. So, I mean, it's like, it's really, it's really kind of cool. So, and again, the final caveat that I have to mention is this was a demo put on by Qualcomm. (laughs) So let's see how it actually turns out once, you know, commercial products are out there. That's what reviewers are going to be. I would imagine reviewers are going to be all over that the first time it comes out. Yeah, it's like the unpacking yeah. events, though, isn't it? The unpacking events makes the phone look amazing. And yeah, real exactly. World use doesn't quite exactly. match up. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Ibrahim's so, well, coming. I was right, yeah. 1600 megahertz. Woohoo! Yeah, so, so almost like it sounds almost like, well, and I, I guess this shows, I mean, like shortwave radio, right? So, you know, that kind of spectrum, it kind of seems like it kind of operates in that kind of like, you know, an old school shortwave radio spectrum, kind of like you're picking up. That may very well be. I have no clue. It just sounds like 1600 yeah. megahertz. That sounds normal. I don't know. That so who sounds knows? like something a CB person would say. Let's yeah. do that. Okay. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, so that sounds that's pretty. If they can actually implement that, you're, I think you're right. That that literally can be something that you can leverage emergency services on, and it's actually a life saving mm-hmm. uh, function and tool. That would be helpful. And <laughs> wouldn't hurt if they can get it done and then across the board. That would be fantastic for a lot of folks. And are there any doubts that at some point during Apple's presentation this coming September, there's going to be at least two minutes dedicated to the number of lives that have been saved by their world's oh, first yeah. satellite communication? <laughs> well, of course. I have, well, I have zero doubt that that's going to be. Right. And, yeah, it's um, par for the course. And, you know, I was chatting with another uh, another guy um, offline the one time, and I'm just like, now there's a real good chance that, that OEMs are going to really screw this up for the first couple of years, <laughs> but right. um, I think after that we'll probably be we'll probably be in good shape. Um, but yeah, so that was the first thing. <clears throat> um, the next thing, um, I'm going to go I'm going I'm going to go off the reservation a little bit because I bet everybody's been talking about the Yoga Nine I, and that was like the third thing. But um, the second thing that I saw was a startup that actually wasn't at CES, but they're based in, they're based in Las Vegas. And so they got a hold of me and um, they are a startup shifting back to the EV conversation that they're an EV rental company. So they have Kia Nero's, I believe it is that they can rent out to people. And their shtick is, is you go on the website, you order an EV and they deliver it to you. You know, they just bring it, you know, I'm at the Venetian. I need an EV. They bring it to you. They get out toss you the keys and you go. But, and if that was, if that was the entire concept, we're not having this conversation, (laughs) but they are currently in phase two out of phase four, where eventually I believe actually later this year, they're going to have the capability of remote piloting these EVs to you when you summon them. So you summon an EV they sit down in a in a gaming chair with a Logitech steering wheel. And I mean, it's literally a Logitech steering wheel and pedals. And they have an Elgato stream deck that they use to, like, control, you know, drive and stuff like that. And they are going to remote pilot the car to you. So a, a car is going to pull up with no driver in it. You're going to get in and go. Wow. That's so awesome, cool. This is really cool, and I got to take right. Uh, I got to take a ride in a remotely piloted vehicle, which is the only time I've ever ridden in a car without a driver before, or without right. someone. W- so there was a safety driver, but he was not touching the wheel. Um, but uh, I, I gotta say, it was kind of, kind of eerie, kind of weird, but also yeah, kind of cool. disconcerting for me at first. I, I was gonna like, say, like the safety uh, driver makes okay. gives you a bit of reassurance. Right. <laughs> like... Yeah. 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 <laughs> At some point, they I think they would be developed enough where that wouldn't the safety driver. The whole point is to eliminate another occupant, right? So you don't have a valet right. or a driver. Mm. So yeah. at some point, you're going to have to get whatever that day is, right? Today, we got the safety driver. Tomorrow, hey, man, we're in phase three. So you're getting a piloted. So, yeah. So, you know. so phase three is a safety, uh, a safety monitor in a chase car with an emergency stop button. Like okay. if anything starts to go absolutely BS crazy. They can hit the button like from the say from the chase car, and then you know everybody will be fine. But then phase four is the full autonomy, like the not autonomy, but the full remote piloted vehicle. They've got six cameras that they mounted all over the car. So like honestly, a pilot, a remote pilot can see more than we can when we're driving. Right. Um, mm. And like 
I gotta say, like they did some kind of like a, a kind of impressive maneuver. Like there was a gap in between a couple of uh, cones mm-hmm. that they that they that the remote pilot maneuvered the car through. That I'm like, I'm not sure I would have gotten through that <laughs> if I had been <laughs> at the wheel. Um, so yeah, so they did a they did an amazing job there. They've got a proprietary you know hardware and software stack that they install into these cars that right now is about the size of a suitcase with a whole bunch of like spaghetti wires coming out of it, but. Right. Um, you know, I talked to the founder and the CEO, and he he said within within a couple of years they can probably get it down to about the size of like a portable hard drive wow. um, mm. that they just they just kind of plug into the car and and let it go. And you know, this is the kind of thing that you know really when you really stop and think about this kind of concept, the the possibilities are endless. Oh, um, yeah, definitely. I, I'm personally of, you know, when I learned a few years back that, you know, every, uh, you know, your car that you spend, you know, like you said, a hundred thousand dollars on sits idle for 23 hours every day. Right. Like your car is just there doing nothing. Um, and, and the halo.car guy told me that I guess for every car sold in the United States, eight parking spots have to be made for it wow. or something like that, which, yeah, I guess it makes sense if you think about grocery stores, your work, yeah. you know, anywhere else you'd have to drive. Yeah. There has to be a parking place. For that and car. and what it boils down to is this is not a sustainable model, regardless of like, you know, what you think you can do. There's only mm. so much parking. Um, and so like, I'm, I'm kind of a proponent of like a massive, like if, if I could, if I were King, like I would, I would begin this massive societal shift between like car ownership to car borrowership like you need a car you you call one you know you pay 200 bucks a month which is less than the car payment you know but you pay 200 bucks a month and you can just summon a car to you and it comes you drive where you need it to go and you get out and it goes off to the next you know fair or whatever but i mean that has to be a societal shift i mean that can't be like one one plucky startup you know right. i've got oh, an idea that, yeah you know, i mean but honestly it makes a whole lot of sense if you think about it especially and i and i think if you can get americans on board it's going to have to be when it comes down to cost mm-hmm. right it's like okay you can buy this car and you can have a car payment you can have insurance you can have maintenance costs however mm-hmm. now you have this community vehicle basically if you need to go to a store you just summon the car and it shows up and it takes and you don't have to do anything you tell it i'm going right. to walmart in wherever and it will just go there It'll wait there. Mm-hmm. You know, that car waits or another car switches out. Somebody takes that one and the other one shows up. Yes. Yeah. I'm curious to see how that's going to, the logistics of that, because is, would the car wait for you? Does it give you 15 minutes? Or it's like, okay, well, if it's a certain amount of time, that car would disembark to pick up right. another fare. If somebody leaving right. the Walmart to go to their house and then how that network of cars, would you have to wait, you know, and that kind of thing. And the other question, Sam, is like one of the, will it be like Knight Rider? Will it talk to you? No, <laughs> the car. It'd be cool. Oh, that would be awesome. No, actually, yeah, it was. It didn't talk to me. No, I think about it. That would be kind of cool. But I mean, the idea is once they drop off the car, they kind of disconnect and they're no longer there, so there'd be nobody mm. to talk to. But um, one other, you know, scenario that the CEO imagined was, you know, let's say you have a company that wants to do this car delivery service but wants to defray costs. What they can do is they could potentially get people to buy their cars that have this hardware on board and they can drive their car to the train and pull up an app and say, I'm going to be gone for the next eight hours. You've got my car. Go. Oh, and then like a, low, like a loan lease kind of thing. It's like, okay, yeah, I'm like not using it, so it can be used whatever. Yeah, that, and yeah. so a remote pilot could log in and take their car and go off to the, you know. Yeah. But you like you know, like you said, a remote Uber basically, right? And like you said, so yeah. the, the 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 logistics and everything else can be completely. I mean, you can completely go off the rails, and you can come mm-hmm. up with any kind of model that works, and that model can be shifted, and you can have different tiers. Like, do you want to same company does all that stuff? We have the lead lease program. You could offset the cost of our subscription if you're willing to make your vehicle available for other occupants and riders, and you can kind yeah. of decide to buy in or or not if you just like no yeah. i'd rather just have it available for me and i don't want to leverage that then cool i mean have models and different kinds of ways to do it so yeah it's it's really exciting and like the possibilities are endless and i i really hope that this company you know i really hope that they break out i hope they start like a really cool trend because i'm on board and i want them to come to chicago <laughs> so someone wanna, massive wanna, will buy them yeah. Some that, I, I think long buy before them. they move to Chicago, they'll probably be got, bought up by Hertz or something. Right. And uh, yeah, 
but you know, in that case, good for them. <laughs> like, hey, you've got yeah, a, yeah, you've absolutely, got a great yeah. Idea. And it's gonna, yeah. it's gonna earn you Brilliant. a few hundred million bucks. Right. Uber are shitting himself right now. Uber right. are shitting himself. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. and here's the thing: it's like with Tesla, you can't, you can't actually expect if it really takes off, you can't be the only player in that space. Those, mm-hmm. those days are over for a lot of these kinds of things. So Tesla should have assumed and should have already, I'm sure they did, that companies who have a hundred years of making vehicles would jump into the space mm-hmm. at some point. And you they all are now. And they're all in. Yeah. With the exception of Toyota, I don't, they don't really, they, they may are, they may have stuff in, but I mean, uh, Akira to- Toyota, the, the, the chairman of them, is still kind of like, mm, I think there's some infrastructure challenges, but they're, it's, they're thinking about it, but you don't see yeah. a lot of the Toyota fully electric kind of stuff um they yeah, actually have yeah, exactly. the toyota mirai which is the hydrogen leverage vehicle that lives in california now mm. honestly i kind of wish that would be i'm about on the, the path right they should have electrical vehicles you know ice is going to be a while as those vehicles kind of transition out but i think that leveraging an actual hydrogen based vehicle to work in you know for other options for people who maybe live in more distance that way you don't have to worry oh, yeah. about infra- yeah yeah Either we can have more than just the electrical vehicle option where you can still have zero emission and still have um the same kind of uh, options right absolutely and yeah and i think you know it, it's so easy to like live a grow up in your bubble and like why wouldn't you want an electric vehicle well it takes me four hours to get to walmart that's why <laughs> you know i mean there and there are a lot of people that enjoy that kind of lifestyle and more power to them um so yeah they they would need to be like hydrogen based or some other type of like renewable sustainable plentiful resource you know and that's that's the that's the big that's the unicorn that we're all chasing absolutely yeah so yeah and then the last thing you had a third the third thing that you wanted to that I mean, that has to be the Lenovo uh, Lenovo Yoga Nine I, which right. is uh, their dual screened laptop, which is just it's so cool and it's so much fun, and I really, really want this thing to be amazing, <laughs> and um, and I think it will be. I you know, like I got about you know probably ten minutes to play with it. Um, just real quick, uh, just for people that aren't aren't familiar, imagine this is a laptop. So uh, I got. got Okay, so imagine this is a laptop. This is a screen. This is a screen. Oh god, I can't center yeah. it. I can't do well, things. Let's, let's do that. This there we go. Oh, yeah, there there we go. Go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this is a screen. This is a screen. Okay. Right. So you've got your basic uh, thing here. In fact, you know what? I can even kind of like demonstrate it because I have a wide enough angle go. here. Perfect. So like you open up your thing. You got two screens here, and you can. And this is a screen down here. And if you do like an eight finger tap, you can tap like this, and a virtual keyboard appears. Cool. And you can Mm. have the keyboard up here and then down here is a gigantic uh, trackpad or you can pull the keyboard down and up here you get some like widgets that Microsoft built. So it only does Outlook and stuff like that. Right. Um, Or it also comes with a Bluetooth keyboard with a little flippy stand, like a little origami stand that you can stand up behind it. So now you've got your two screens like this and your Bluetooth keyboard down here. So, and you can type like, or you can do that. And you got your keyboard down here. If you're like a coder or something like that. Right. And then like the last, the last particular posture to use the surface parlance is if you take the Bluetooth keyboard, it magnetically attaches to the bottom screen and the same thing happens. Like if you put it up here, then down here is a giant trackpad. Or if you put it down here, then up here, you've got your widgets, but it's like a physical keyboard that you can type on. I am so excited for this thing. Yeah. I, and that's, it was, it, the problem is I, first thing I saw, I was like, oh, there's the Surface Neo. There, there it is. Actually, that's basically more, what it is. Yeah. Market. it's And I'm like, I'm all in. Cause I was going to buy one with the Duo. Like, obviously I'm a Duo fan, but the Neo just never <laughs> happened. But I saw that, that Lenovo, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah I'm in. Yeah, it's some good stuff. Now, there were a couple of, you know, uh, as always, there's a couple of caveats. Um, When I did my review of the ThinkPad Fold X1, the the first generation one, that too came with a Bluetooth keyboard. And that Bluetooth keyboard was not awesome. Like, and it wasn't just like the fact that it was small. I was okay with the fact that it was small. But when you were typing with it, it had a propensity to either drop characters or like double up characters. Wow. So you'd be like, I think this is the most amazing cardboard ever, right. you know? So, and that got super frustrating after a while. Um, so there's that, I think that could possibly be an Achilles heel. And I actually asked Lenovo specifically about that and said, you know, what have you done? 
to make sure that doesn't happen. They're like, well, that was two years ago. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's not a great answer. Um, yeah. So what have you done? <laughs> right. Uh, so not, <laughs> not a lot as it turns out. So anyway, um, so there's, there's that. And then like the other thing, like when I had the keyboard um, attached to here, I was messing around with a window up here and they have like a little UI to you that lets you move stuff from one window to the next okay. so when i moved a window into that uiq i'd like put it down below underneath the keyboard i'm like well that's not handy right now i can't get to it now i gotta remove the keyboard to get to it's my UI it's pre-production software so i'm not too worried about that one but uh i think i really think that bluetooth keyboard could potentially be an achilles heel so yeah. we'll Cross her fingers and hope that everything is uh, amazing. And then also, it still could go all the way back, like 360, so it could go into like a like a more of a just a oh yeah 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 like... yeah. Actually, I have the this is the current generation of the Yoga Nine I. Okay. Um, which does not have that. It just it's a normal you know laptop. But yeah, but it does it does the thing, and uh, it also the the Nine I also has this. Um, uh, sound bar on the uh, on the hinge, okay. which is really cool. Yeah, that's and nice. this, is actually, this one is actually really loud, like pleasantly loud. So I'm I'm happy to see that made its way onto the uh, onto the nine mm -hmm. I. I think the only thing that was missing was any type of like fingerprint reader. It has Windows Hello, so okay. I, I I believe the 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 web the the web camera does have the capability of like doing facial recognition, which like. You know, if you don't have if you don't have biometric authentication on your computer, just GTFO, man. Right. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so I think it will have facial recognition, but uh, no fingerprint reader, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. So uh, my, my work computer has we have to have that installed now. I mean, well, I've always used it as soon as I had it, but now it's been an initiative that across the entire system that you will leverage a you can't SSO or passwords or single sign-ons or any of that stuff. None of that stuff. It's all biometrics, physical, to actually have a, have a physical token or Windows Hello. You have to leverage some kind of biometric authentication. You cannot just use a password anymore. It doesn't work. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, yeah, that, that is becoming, I think that's becoming more of a standard. Now I work in a sensitive, more field than just like hanging out. So yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah it's good to see that they're like, yeah, no, we're not just doing that password thing anymore. That's going to go bye-bye. Yeah. Which kind of bummed a lot of people at work out because they were, they're, they're all school. Like, I just like to use my password because I don't want to have to set up all those doohickeys and fingerprint scanners and look at my face. I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah. I can have a choice. Come, come. So I'll pay rolls like that. Yeah, first thing you're going to like you're going to have to you're going to have to use something a little bit more robust than just the password now. They're, they're all like, "I uh I I I want to use my password. I don't want to do the uh I don't want to do that facial recognition thing. Here, let me pick up your coffee for you." Right. <laughs> yeah, Face yeah. ID. It's okay. <laughs> I just I just don't want to have to do it everywhere, Adam. I I mean, in fact, I'm at home. I want to be lazy but at work. I want to just go I don't want you guys to I don't want you to do that. So, okay. Yeah, you can't so. have my face. Don't take my they, face. They have your face. <laughs> Apple has your face. Yeah. It's fine. Everyone has my face. Everyone has your face. So the yeah. slash thing. I was going to ask you about that. So how did that? Yeah. Um, how did that happen? Did you? Was it you? You had worked out. I mean, how did that? Because when last time we talked, I don't think that 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 was working. I don't think you were you part of that. Team. Oh no 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 that's okay. a, that's a brand new thing. So um, you know, as a freelancer, you tend to go where the work is. Um, and um, as it as it happened when. Uh, when I ran out of work at the other places, uh, slash actually the OnePlus had sent me the uh, the OnePlus 10T in order okay. to and in order to do a review for it um, for a, a different publication. Well, my services were no longer required there, but at the same time, Slashgear did not have a OnePlus 10T, so I'm like, well, I could review it for you. And you know, I've known I've known Chris Davies for years, um, and okay. so he and I were chatting offline i'm like i could do a review for you he's like okay come on and go do it so um it was after an amazingly fast onboarding process <laughs> which like never happens and i realized now as an editor there um boy did i skip a lot of steps right. <laughs> like i skipped a lot of steps uh because like it was it was I was I had been writing there for two months before I got my f official introduction to the rest of the company uh, because like I was just doing like, you know, freelance reviewing this. Oh, you want to review this now? Oh, sure. OK. Yeah. Uh, so it was um, it was it was really I mean, it was really awesome the way it all worked out. And just the people there are amazing. I'm, you know, 
2022 is a bit of a cluster F uh, in from a from a, an employment perspective, but you know, I kind of ended up where I'm, where I am now. And that's good. Like, yeah. you know, so you can't really, you can't really hate the journey if you, if you love right. the destination. So um, yeah. So I ended up where I ended up in a good place. And so I'm, uh, I'm happy where I am and that's, uh, that's all, it's all good in the hood, you know? And it's funny. I, I just thought about this. Um, I should have told you at the beginning. It's okay. You can say fuck. We don't care. We're, we're set up to be explicit. Yeah. So it's all good. Cool. Yeah. Okay. All that, right. Well, that's the beauty of having a show that nobody listens to. You can pretty much. Just <laughs> well, now you fucking tell me. <laughs> there you go. I don't know. Fuck you, I just, Sam. Well, yeah, exactly. Fuck you, Sam. All these guys are here listening. Right. Good Bang afternoon. Yeah. So anyways, I had, we had Josh Vergara on the old show and he did the same thing. We got like halfway in and I was like, dude, you can just say bullshit. It's fine. He's like, and he's like, Oh really? I go, yeah, I just let it rip. We don't care. And he's just like, okay. And then it was like his his eyes were like, oh, okay, cool. It's just like F this and that's cool. And I don't give a crap. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> you it know, it's funny. it's it's funny. Uh back in another life when I had a band, I never wrote a song with a curse word in it. Okay. You know, like I would swear like a sailor, you know, when I was right. when I was, but I <laughs> never wrote a song with a curse word in it because I like I didn't want that to be my legacy. Like I didn't want the people, right. Oh, he's the guy that says fuck a lot. You know, I, right, didn't, yeah. I, I, I didn't want that. And so like that kind of carries over to, you know, and obviously like whenever I would write anything, I, that, that that's, that's verboten, but like even podcasting, like even on my own show, I tend to, I, my problem is, is once the door is open, <laughs> It's I have all, trouble. I have trouble closing it. Again. Right, kind of staying moderated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so like see, you know, I see this podcast. I, there's no door. It's just right. It's just open. That's that's it's fair. That's uh, fair. But yeah, so like I, I would I would do a couple of times. I'd be like you know I'd be really super conservative about it and like you know just mm. try not to do it. And then like uh, there a couple of times I've been like you know what this is my show I can do what I want. So I would drop like one and then like the next show would be like two and then the next show would be like every other news story i'm just like okay and like i've had people write in being like dude you gotta do that i'm like no you're right you're that's right. cool i i need a monitor and I, I need like a, a a monitor to like be like all right dude yeah. <laughs> we need to take it down a couple of notches we, we, we have the three allowable pieces of profanity in your 45 minute show all right you've right. now exhausted that first 35 yep yeah, yeah, like <laughs> like build in like a time timers on your phone it's like oh you've been watching you know snapchat for five minutes you should really yeah. take a break right and have yeah. some of like, the profanity filter but uh well fucking shit assholes let's do there it <laughs> <laughs> there's our three and and i and actually i didn't had, this first time i really looked at the website uh just and if anybody's uh curious at slash gear.com um there's a lot of stuff here it's just not about I mean, there's some vehicle stuff. There's some gaming stuff. There's some health oh, and yeah. science stuff. There's some yeah. reviews. This is this is pretty nice. Like I, I'm, I'm general life. Check it out. And Style, for anybody right? else who's listening to the show, our, our our illustrious group of listeners and people who participate, check it out. Check out slash slash gear. gear. Absolutely, check them out. It's a pretty good website. It's, it's laid out. Also, cool. it looks like it got got something for everybody. You know. Also, check out benefit of the doubt. Absolutely. Yeah, well, while you're at it. I'm always a big fan. Like I said, I, I anybody who doesn't have that in their podcatcher, you need to go do that right now because it is is well worth the listen. It's it's oh, really well, really thanks. good. I mean, so. we we're kind of we're we're kind of pulling a we're pu pulling a you a little bit where we're like a little bit less on the podcast feed, more on the YouTube feed now. Um, right. So which, is, but I noticed you've got the the paid version of Streamyard. So good for you. We're still we're still rocking that free version. So we yeah. still got the. I just, I don't know. I mean, I, I, and honestly, it doesn't cost a lot. And since I don't have a whole lot of other overhead, I figure, hell, why not? So, um, yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, we could probably leverage the free one, but I don't know. I just, I got so used to paying for it. I just, I just pay for it. So yeah, that's, that's what, oh, good. That's, that's how subscription services work. But yeah, Absolutely. so, um, and actually I moved, I moved my podcast from Libsyn over to ACAST, which is now free. So I'm thinking about like reinvesting that into StreamYard to get the, to get the fancy schmancy logo in the corner and stuff like that. Absolutely. And that's, yeah. it's funny because uh, they put this podcast so at, at, uh, at work, um have, like, <clears throat> podcast picks so that my person's like hey you know we have these slides at work you know that and when you walk down the hall they all this all the stuff going on and and where i work and stuff and they're like hey do you want to put your podcast and i'm like sure okay and so i gave them that logo and like, i got feedback from first of all they didn't know how to podcast and second of all they're mm -hmm. like you look like 
what's what's with the face? I said, well, <laughs> well fuck you. It's like, no, not, not, not your face, face but like really? Like you're gonna come with me with that? That's kind of a that's kind of a bad take, right? No, they were like, no, there's the the look on your face, Joe's just looking, mm. and you got this kind of like smirk irritated i don't know really what it's like the mona lisa of terrible smirky looks right and sam's like, sam's actually taking a shit in that picture right i'm actually getting shot in the ass with a drink dart and it's like mm. right before it starts to <laughs> kick in I w- right I wasn't going to comment on the face, but now that you mention, uh, you know, I was going to be more like, you know, nice photo, Coldplay. Right. Going exactly. on there? Yeah. <laughs> well, the funny thing is we had another season, right? So season two. And I was like, that was the first picture that came up. I was looking for a picture. I'm like, that's good enough. I don't again. Again, like I said, Mr. Beast, we are not. And we are not the Joe Rogan experience. So it wasn't like who really cares. Right. And so I figured nobody really paid attention until people at work were like, yeah, um, your show seems interesting, but I don't understand your look. You look like you're a little irritated. I'm like, oh, just whatever. Just don't listen. I don't. Just, <laughs> like, just so, take a picture with a smile. That, use an iPhone, and you can copy it. You know, you can copy. So the our my most recent show on the benefit of a doubt was also about CES, um, and uh, and so Cliff said Cliff um, was building a thumbnail for it, and he said, you know, he's the oh, thank you. Um, he's the um, He's oh another another Lego live stream. Um, I just built the uh, the uh, uh, Star Wars uh, trench run diorama. I just got that one done. Oh, nice! nice. So, That's cool. And um, I just found a fifty dollar gift card in my desk. So uh, I'm just currently deciding which uh, Lego set to build next. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's nice. I like that. They're so uh, damn yeah. expensive, though, aren't they? my mom would go there and go hold so i used to get the little small like 10 piece little you know little mm. trucker car a mm-hmm. dining, you know a little truck they had was just like maybe a gas station kind of thing that was i mean my buddy had the whole big you know he had like the death star kind of stuff i was like my mom's not gonna spend that kind of money back in the 80s like, yeah gosh. to me like a set really has to kind of grab me like uh-huh. there have been like really mm. cool really big sets that i'm just like I'm not into it, you know. Yeah. So like, it 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 has to have something about it that grabs me. So Absolutely. That's, uh, yeah. That's uh, cool. What were we saying? Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm oh, sorry. Um, oh, so the uh, so so Cliff was building the thumbnail for the CES thing, oh, yeah. and um, he's like, "Can you send me a picture, preferably against a solid background, of like you looking up and tired?" And I'm like, "Sure, but I don't need a background for that." So I just I busted out my iPhone. I grabbed a quick selfie and I did the you know the portrait copy thing. There you go. Yeah. Um, mm. And I sent that over, and he's like, "Wow, that's that's pretty cool and awesome. Thank you." <laughs> so, Absolutely. Cool. Uh, yeah. That so feature I, is I cool. I got admit. That is really cool. I, I I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna miss. It. I gotta switch over to Android soon. I'm coming up on my six months, so oh. I, gotta, I gotta switch back over to Android. But I think my iPhone's probably gonna be my secondary phone, like always, just okay. because my daughter's on an iPhone now, and I have no other way to track her other than with uh, Find My. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. I I think I'm just gonna have to keep it. Um, and not to mention, I have AirTags on everything. Right. <laughs> so well, yeah. For yeah. us, since we have, uh, I mean, I'm the Android and my daughter, other daughter, and then my other. So we use Live 360. That's and no no sponsorship. That's what we use. And so that's oh, that's flat. the family thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's platform agnostic. Plus, it's also you can track an entire family, which is kind of nice. So that oh, way, if they're cool. on an iPhone or whatever, and yeah. I don't actually pay for it. Um, I'm sure they have, they have some paid features, but for for just the basics, and really, it's just for my daughters. It really just comes down to a safety thing. You know, if they're yeah, I'll have to look, I'll have to look into that. I mean, like the 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 tracking that you can get from find my is actually really creepy like (laughs) i have (laughs) i have literally been sitting in my car at our at our uh great america theme park watching my daughter's dot walking through the park (laughs) and it's like yeah it's like wow that really shouldn't be (laughs) so um but yeah on that note i was thinking of getting an air tag uh for when i go on holiday this year and put that in the case so rather than waiting at the conveyor belt, I can just track it and be like, oh, there's my case. It, right. it doesn't go that fast. <laughs> so oh, damn actually, it. it. It was funny because um, when we were coming back from Disney last last winter, um, we were we were on approach for our landing and I was just for giggles. I was looking at the find my because our air tags were on our luggage and, the, and I'm like, one of our bags just fell off the plane. It's still back at Target. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> 
like, uh-oh. I think they just threw it off the damn air. It's like, oh. Yeah. Oh, shit. So, it's not as bulletproof as, as all that. And I don't know if you've watched any of those videos. Like, I tried to stalk my friend using air tags and stuff like that. Oh, Tom, yeah, um, yeah. Tom Scott and Mr. Who, who's, Mr. Who's the Boss did a couple of videos like that, which really kind of go to show, like, you, it's not really a stalking. It can be. It yeah. absolutely can be. And um, but like, if you know that you're being followed, it's, it's, it's not as, it's not as automatic as one might think. I've been wanting oh, okay. to do a video of myself, like uh, a video myself, uh, doing something like that, but I haven't found the right format and it seems like everybody always does it better than me. And I like, I'll look, I'll watch their video and be like, Oh, that's a good idea. I should do that. But um, it's, it's already there. <laughs> it, it, it would be a very ambitious project and i don't have that kind of time <laughs> <laughs> so yes but we we appreciate speaking of that we appreciate your time because i know like i said it just i reached out and i you've been always very gracious to, to come on the show and we really appreciate it so for folks who are in the chat please benefit the doubt check it out do some subscribing you will not be disappointed it's a great show he does a lot of good work also splash gear god Check out the website. They got a lot of yeah. stuff. If you're not, if you if you're not a phone person, if you just want to read about just regular science, they have a health co- section. They got reviews too. Check them out. My it's next good. review is going to be a vacuum cleaner. There you go. Is it the Dyson? Cool. It is not. It oh, is, okay. It I saw the not. Dyson. and I have one of those. I, I they're expensive but pretty slick. I like Dyson stuff. What yeah, about the Henry? Like a, what about Henry? Yeah. yeah, this is just a, like a little battery powered upright thing that I, I got okay. to, I got to try out. It's kind of fun. <laughs> So yeah, check. Do you guys out. have Henry Hoover? Henry Hoover. Just quick. Well, we have Hoover. We have Hoover. I, yeah, Hoover. Is that, is that, have you heard of Henry I, Hoover? No. And Hetty. No, I thought that no. went over both your head. It yeah. did. Like, it did. Well, the Hoover little, part I got, but I was like, they, see, we were school. trying. See, Joe, it's we were trying to Hoover. walk past that, but you, know, yeah. you just nailed not, it not down. It wouldn't let us go. Not having it. It's the best Hoover. Right. It's the best Hoover. Honestly, it's a. It's got a little face on it. Oh, really? It's called, it's called Henry. Look it up. It's, it's been going oh, for a long, man. long time. And there's, no, now there's a female I, one called Hetty. Oh, when I was a kid, I just remember the Kirby salesperson, right? The guy used to come to your house and sell you the $8,000 vacuum cleaner. They would sell you in parts the Kirby vacuum cleaners. They were actually kind of like almost like but my mom had one and i was like how much did we spend on this but that was in the days too of actual encyclopedia salespeople that would come right. to your house and yeah so that, that was a thing back then. i had a friend uh who used to sell kirby vacuums and he had to do a couple of demonstrations at our house just to meet his quota <laughs> like yeah. he'd, he'd come over and be like can i just show you how to use this i'm like yeah sure yeah, and he'd, he'd like spend like 20 minutes going through the stuff he's like okay thank you and yeah that was it absolutely. yeah it was just yeah i just thought it was weird when i was a kid this guy shows up with all this stuff and then my mom bought like i remember back then it was like early 80s i remember being like a thousand dollars on my mom's like I'm like mom a thousand dollars for a vacuum cleaner she's like yeah but she had it for years but i was just like i don't know it just seems weird that you just Buying a thousand dollar vacuum cleaner, some dude just showed up at our house. She was like, "Yeah," and then regurgitated everything that he had just said. Yeah, it was just like <laughs> it got the whole pitch. I just remember in my mind it was kind of burned in my hard drive, and just like thousand dollar vacuum cleaner. I was like, "Okay, sure, like, whatever." So anyway, that's going to be our show for today. Thanks for showing up, and appreciate it. And like I said, uh, we'll put links up to your, your all your uh, socials and all that kind of stuff. And, and up here or down here. there or down there, where somewhere. Well, with show notes, we don't know. We just yeah. Again, we're not exactly a professional outfit around here. If you know, yeah, no. we're, we just we kind of wing it. But we'll I take care that. of you. We'll make sure that uh, we uh, take care of all your proper links. I mean, Sam, I've been very lazy with thumbnails recently. Yeah. Lenny's literally going to track me down and keep You've my made ass. thumbnails? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, I mean, you're already doing better than we are. Right. Well, it's just I the regular, recently. It's section the content we suck at, so we make good thumbnails, but everything else is just kind of like... Well, I wouldn't say they were good. They're there, yeah, but... Well, I mean, they're pretty... They do a job. They do a job. Yeah. Shout out to Cliff. He's on the thumbnail war, war, war path right now, so... Absolutely. I, yeah. I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, Cliff's a fantastic guy. Appreciate it. Tell him, make sure you uh, reach out and say hi to Cliff. Every once in a while, I see him pop a note on Twitter. Cliff Thomas. Yeah, Cliff Thomas. Cliff, yeah, good dude. Yeah. Smart guy. Good dude. Solid. Solid. I've seen him on Twitter. I think quite quite a bit. Absolutely. He's he's quite active on Twitter, isn't he? Also, he check is. out our check out our sponsor. Right, check out our show on the Purposely Pixel YouTube channel. That's where we are. And also, buy yourself a skin from ExtremeSkins.co.uk. Stuff on sale. Absolutely. Buy some stuff. Don't buy anybody else. They skin skin some shit. They skin some shit. <laughs> last week, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, I know. God, what a terrible way. I was like, that's their sponsor. Like, yeah, they're just skin your shit. I'm like, really? Oh, God. 
Jesus, why do I even bother? It's like I try to, which just when I think <laughs> I had this all figured out, I just throw skin your shit out there. And that's <sighs> okay. Maybe one day I'll get this figured out. Maybe when I'm ready to retire, I can actually. I might put that on the thumbnail. <laughs> Please don't. Skin some shit. Yeah, skin your shit. Yeah. Skin your shit. That's a little open. That'll grab so people's again, attention. But Adam, we appreciate you taking time out to come on the show. And that's our show for Sunday, the 15th of January, 2023. Again, check out our website. Check out benefitthedoubt and slashgear.com. Check those out. And uh, Adam, any any final thoughts or words? So we appreciate your time. And thanks for coming on again, sir. Well, I appreciate you having me. It's been fun. And I'm, I'm always available for a pod. So feel free to uh, hit me up anytime. We'll do. We have a we have oh, a lot definitely. of shows this year, so we'd like to have a follow up and uh, see where you're at in a, in a little bit of time, and definitely have you back on the show. We'd always love to have you on. I'd like to see yeah. where I am. We'll see. Right? Who knows? Maybe you in December know. we'll have you'll actually have your EV, and we can talk about that and your adventures of your new purchase, and then that will be a fantastic show. Yeah, well. let's there book that in. That's that's when we're going to do it. That is when we're going to do it, Sam. Right. When, he, when we find out that now, see, and he'll post pictures of it. We'll check it out. We'll have him on, and we'll. We'll let him know. Hopefully, uh, it'll be a fantastic purchase, and you'll get a lot of kick out of it. So that'll be cool. So Sounds for great. myself, for Adam Dowd, for Joe Hickey, thanks for charming, tuning in to the show. Again, be good with your tech. Enjoy yourselves. Have a good, safe week. Stay hydrated, for Jimmy the Dragon, and uh, be excellent to each other. And we'll talk to you guys later. Bye, everybody. Peace. Bye, bye. <laughs>